This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. I'm so happy to be here with you again, and happy Friday. This week, or this couple of weeks coming up, I wanted to discuss creating a greater vision of who you are so you may walk in your truth. And this is ahead of preparing my conversations for you from Ghana and the various discussions that I had the opportunity to have with other women there. Now, how do we create a vision? Psychology comes from the root word psyche or soul. When we talk about spirituality, we can't ignore that work with the subconscious or the psyche is in fact also work with the soul or spirit. It is important for people to realize that whenever they are engaged in psychology or therapy, they are doing soul work. For many people, this is a spiritual path. It is a doorway to the divine. It is an illusion to think that spiritual practice is divorced from life because life itself is a spiritual practice. For instance, we ask ourselves psychological questions. Who am I? How can I live with more authenticity? How can I accept myself with others wholeheartedly? These questions are also spiritual questions because in asking them, we are exploring the two-way connection between our vehicle, the personality, and our identity. In most Western cultures, there is a separation between the ego or individual identity and spiritual identity. The belief is that they are different and that ego needs to be enlightened, fixed, or made different. The truth is that spirit is not wanting to fix anything, but rather has found a vehicle. Spirit is always there responding to the vehicle. Spiritual work is for the ego to begin to respond to the spirit. Spiritual work addresses the commonalities that we all share. That is where we are joined. And that is where we are linked. And that is what spiritual work is. There is not exclusiveness in spiritual work because it is truly our common ground as human beings. It is a place of shared vision. Some years ago, I worked as a domestic violence counselor at a women's shelter where I conducted both group and individual sessions. I met several wonderful women. And on one of my weekly visits, I worked with a young lady who made an impression on me. I'm singling her out because of the topic I have chosen for discussion and for how our sessions progressed. In our very first one-on-one, we met in a living room at the shelter, and I remember that the blinds were fully closed, and it was early in the afternoon with the sun shining outside. She could not allow herself to open the shades. 
even after I brought to her attention that it was sunny outside. My first priority then was to release her fears. As she gained more confidence, I asked her to begin creating a vision of herself to reinforce her new narrative of her life versus how others saw and defined her. On our last session before she moved out of the shelter, she shared her vision in a poem that gave me goosebumps. I still remember how I felt in that moment. The approach I used had also worked well for me when I was in the process of reshaping my own narrative and world. The assignment was to rewrite the text of the Magnificat in your own words, correcting for gender. Then using the Magnificat as a model, you will write a hymn of praise to yourself and your gifts. You are glorifying the divine, eminent within your own body. Have mercy on yourself and give praise that you were created in the image of the most holy. I chose Bach's Magnificat, which I played several times over a period of time until I was satisfied with my assignment. To this day, I feel it is one of the most life-changing experiences. And it especially gave me my own channel to connect with the divine. I was presented an opportunity to deeply reflect, create, and share the vision of who I am. This is my version the Magnificat in my own image. I was born in the month of November. As the elders describe, that is the month where if one goes through is able to live and tell their story. I was blessed with a rich imagery of death and permanence. When my birth coincided with a fixed water element as my astrological sign, I was named Ama for a girl born on Saturday and was honored with the name Asi Mensima, my grandmother's name, and my soul rejoiced. Culture and tradition appeared in every fiber of my being with drums speaking to my heart. I learned that I could whisper through the wind to talk with a goddess and she appreciated the proverbs, songs, and rituals that honored her. This indigenous religion reinforced my belief that human progress brought peace and harmony to my community, and my soul rejoiced. With a powerful physique, I was endowed with great love, sensitivity, mystery, and wisdom as the eagle was introduced to accompany my journeys i learned to love with fierce abundance my heart opened and burned with passion for love and justice and my soul rejoices for what is yet to come 
As you may know, the Magnificat is a representation of St. Luke's record of Mother Mary's words. It's Luke 1, 39 to 56. The story in Luke 1, 46 to 55, the song. The main themes highlighted are social justice, women's empowerment, divine power, and mercy. I believe it is timely to share this intricate assignment because it underscores the need to examine and interpret our own spirituality, consequently impacting the external world, which, which seems to need our attention and with some urgency. I am aware that some women may have hesitation in reading further or listening further, or even taking the time to sit and listen deeply to Mother Mary's words. But I would encourage you not to get caught up in personal objections about religions and theological analysis, because I trust that this experience will be transformational. This work requires an inward look. And as a practical experience unfolds, we may deal with rising conflicts, embrace ourselves in the midst of uncertainty and find our truth. This inner work, which is guided by Mary's words, will bring the understanding that what we experience is identical with the true source. Walking steadily in one's truth, I believe, is one of the most exhilarating experiences there is. Now, imagine it multiplied millions fold across this world, women rising to reclaim the feminine. The force is with us, and we have the wind at our backs as we walk steadily with dignity and grace in our truths. It is also a universal journey. The universal journey is the process of going away from home to learn that home already had what we sought all along. That is why every culture has myths and stories about the wanderer, the seeker, the question one, myths about crossing the threshold, going into the unknown, arriving, at their destination. What is a journey? The outer journey is a mirror for the inner journey. And the journey is a metaphor for one's life. Some questions to process. How am I handling my life? Am I aware of the wake up calls? How do I handle the detours, the seductions, the longings? The oasis points of contentment, peace, and love. Where on the journey have been my greatest teachers, tests, and challenges? Which paths of transformation have I chosen to explore deeply? And which ones have I not chosen? The ones that I know well are the doorways where I've opened to inner light. The doorways that I have stayed away from are ones that I have yet to explore. What is my appropriate timing? 
What choices am I making in each moment and at each step of the journey? In my journey, who is the one making the journey difficult? Who is the one imposing rules? Who is the one getting involved in all the shoulds, coulds, woulds, if onlys, someday I wills, and cats? Spirit knows that it and ego are already the same. The ego leaves that knowledge, that home base, and struggles to find its way back. The collapse of the dutiful person is the beginning of the return homeward. Reclamation of one's authenticity and truth is an announcement that one is starting the journey back home. Home is where the heart always was. Perhaps we need to consider that the real journey is just learning to be an environment to be in an environment for what is? What if there really is nothing to pursue? The pursuit of anything is an acknowledgement that we don't have it. Enlightenment is not something to be sought. It is something within, only waiting to be recognized. Discovering the universal journey introduces the essential themes that will be explored and amplified through all this conversation and creating a special vision. And so as we conclude this conversation, I'd like to remind all of us to pay attention to Mother Mary's words and the assignment we all have to write a hymn of praise to ourselves about our gifts, we will be glorifying the divine, imminent within our own bodies. It says again, have mercy on yourself and give praise that you were created in the image of the most holy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. And our next conversation will be with a, a very special lady I met in Ghana on my recent travels. I'm just trying to create some suspense to that conversation. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks again as you do this vision process to bring out the best in you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.